0: Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace.
1: We have a better covenant upon better promises, and we have a better relationship with God.
0: All these things we strive for and
1: work for and hope for and pray for, we already have those things because Jesus gave it all to us.
0: And now, here's Andrew.
1: Welcome to our Thursday's broadcast of the Gospel Truth. Today I'm continuing to teach through the book of Proverbs and we are nearing the end of this series. Tomorrow is going to be my last day to teach on this and we're now in Proverbs chapter 31 talking about the virtuous woman. I tell you, I've uh, you know, I believe these things that the scripture says, but this is so counter to our culture today, especially about the roles for men and women that I can just feel darts coming at me from every direction all around the world. And, uh, but I believe that there is wisdom in what the Scripture teaches. I don't believe that uh, women working outside of the home are sinning or things like that, but I do believe it's not the best recipe. Now, this needs to be uh, tempered some. I, this is primarily concerning children. The responsibility was given to the man to provide in 1 Timothy chapter 5. If you don't provide for your own, especially for those of your own household, you are worse than an infidel and have denied the faith. So the man's primary is primarily responsible for the finances being provided for the family. But the women, it said, were to guide the house and uh, to love their husbands and to love their children and to guide the house. So if the man is out making a living, then the woman, it falls upon her primarily to guide the house and raise the children. So I believe, especially when children are young, that a woman needs to be there for her children. I believe that nobody's going to love your children the way that you do. But as the children leave, as they get older... And are in school. There's all kinds of ways that a woman could work that wouldn't interfere with these priorities. And especially when your children are grown and gone, that changes the dynamics. You know, I've got a whole slew of women working right here in my television department. I'm sure there's half a dozen women right here that are working today. But as far as I know, you know, they're putting their families first and they are doing things in a proper priority. Their children are either of an age that they can do this without neglecting their children or something. We have a woman that uh, was one of our students that worked out in our phone center, and she got pregnant, and she worked, I think, into her ninth month of pregnant pregnancy. She was huge, but when she had the child, she left, and she hated to leave. Everybody loved her, and she was just a contributing part, a great blessing, but she put a priority on her child. And instead of taking a a six week old and just giving them to somebody else, she's at home with her child. And I think that that's the way it ought to be. So anyway, everybody's going to have to interpret this and apply it to your situation. But I believe that the scripture is giving us the best case scenario. And the best case scenario is for the woman to put the priority on her home. Now, as we've already said, the verse that we just finished with talked about how she bought a field, how she went out and planted a vineyard and did these things. That's not saying that she can't do things outside of the home, but it has to be done with the home as the priority. So as we continue, Proverbs chapter 31, verse 17, it says, "...she girdeth her loins with strength, and strengtheneth her arms." You know, again, this could include talking about physical strength, but I think as much as anything that this is talking about, that a godly uh, or a virtuous woman is a strong woman. You know, my wife, Jamie, is a strong woman. We've been through some things that uh, I'm not going to take time and talk about all of them here on on, uh, television, but we've been through some things that would have destroyed a lesser woman. Matter of fact, we were just recently visiting with a minister and his wife who were speaking at our school and I don't know how we got to talking about it But we were just praising God for the things that he had brought us through and they mentioned some things And then we told some of the things that we have been through that we don't always Tell everybody else and this minister's wife just cried and I mean sat there and said you don't know how this has touched me because They just had no idea some of the things that Jamie had been through, and it had been an inspiration to them. Jamie is a strong woman. A virtuous woman is a person who's learned how to draw upon the Lord and is strong. Now again, this doesn't mean... I believe that women in general are more emotional and kinder and more gentler than men are. And so I'm not talking about a woman being masculine or anything like that. Anybody who knows my wife knows that she is a woman. She is feminine, but she is a strong woman. And I mean, she's able to handle pressure and to deal with things. And a virtuous woman is like that. Again, if you are looking for a virtuous woman, you ought to look for somebody who's strong spiritually and emotionally and not weak. Matter of fact, Jamie, you know, lots of times people will invite her to women's meeting, and Jamie as a whole, not completely, but as a whole, she hates women's meetings. <laughs> and somebody might think that's strange, but it's because she's a strong woman, and she says they just get in there and talk about all of their pains, and that's just griping and complaining and doing this stuff, and she doesn't like it. She doesn't like glorifying the problems. She just wants to tell people to pull your thumb out of your mouth and grow up. You know what? A virtuous woman is a strong woman. In verse 18, she perceiveth that her merchandise is good. Her candle goeth not out by night. And all of these previous verses have been talking about a virtuous woman and how she did all of these things for her family and worked and does this. But it says here that uh, she perceives that her merchandise is good. In other words, she knows that she's doing a good job. This is describing a confident woman. A person who's confident and knows that what she's doing is blessed by God. She's confident in it. Her candle goeth not out by night. Uh, you could interpret this a couple of ways, that she stays up late into the night. In other words, she's not idle. She's working late into the night. But I believe that this is could also be taken in a spiritual, in an analogy type of way, that, you know what, even when it's dark and things are happening and and it's hard times, man, she's still bright and shining for the Lord and standing strong. In verse 19, she layeth her hands to the spindle and her hands hold the distaff. You know, a spindle and distaff were just the ancient ways of making fabric. Today we have uh, spinning wheels and things like this that have replaced it and for most women it's not going to be necessarily Uh, making their own thread and sewing their own garments, but this is talking about going out and providing clothing for a family. You know, again, I, I uh, I don't know that you can make a stereotype out of this, but it certainly is true with me and with most of the people that I know that, you know, to me, the only time I like to go shopping is if I have something specific that I want, and I'll go in and I can be in a store and out in five minutes, and that's the way that I shop. Jamie just loves shopping. Most women as a whole love shopping. I think that they enjoy it. It's kind of like a guy likes going out and stalking something and hunting it and killing it. A woman goes out and and, uh, shops or something. Most women seem to be more given to taking care of things like Jamie. I'll go buy me some clothes, but Jamie buys me clothes, and she brings things to me and stuff. And this is talking about that this is part of a virtuous woman, that she not only takes care of herself, but she clothes her family, does the things that she needs to do. And in verse 20, it says, she stretcheth out her hand to the poor, yea, she reacheth forth her hands to the needy. So this virtuous woman is not just totally or exclusively focused on the family, but she reaches out to other people. And I believe that like a a wife, that this is part of being a mother is that you need to model to your children how we should be treating other people. It's one thing to tell them how you should do it, but it's another thing to show them. And a virtuous woman, a godly woman, will reach out beyond her family and minister to others, make clothes, share food, provide things, and just reach out to other people. This is a godly, virtuous woman. In verse 21, she is not afraid of the snow for her household, for all her household are clothed with scarlet. This is just talking about that a virtuous woman is a woman who thinks ahead and prepares. You know, if it's in summer, she doesn't just think about summer clothes, but she's already thinking about the winter and preparing her house and seeing do we have everybody clothed? Is everybody taken care of? Again, I believe that this is part of what Titus chapter 2 talks about, that guiding the house. The woman's focus is on the house, making sure that her family is taken care of and things are provided for and things like this. In verse 22, she maketh herself coverings of tapestry. Her clothing is silk and purple. You know, silk and purple was, uh, I mean, extravagant. I don't know "extravagance" is the right word, but it was certainly nice. It was, it was good stuff. This is saying that she not only takes care of her family, but she takes care of herself and I think that that is important to recognize you know there are some women and again I hate to sound like I'm criticizing people I'm just sharing what the scriptures saying here that she clothes herself in silk and in purple this is talking about taking care of herself presenting herself right you know look at it this way if a guy goes to work if he's a CEO or a manager at the company and here he is at work and everybody around him, all of the women that he works with are dressed nice and they show him respect, call him Mr. Whatever. And they're just showing him respect and they're always dressed nice and they got their makeup on and all of this stuff. And then he comes home and here's his wife just laying around in her, you know, sloppy clothes. She doesn't have any makeup on. Her hair's not combed. And again, I'm not saying that you have to be just picture perfect all of the time, but I'm saying that there, there ought to be a priority on ministering to your husband and, and presenting yourself properly. And this is what it's talking about, that this virtuous woman clothes herself in silk and in purple. She takes care of her family, and I'm not saying that it's all selfish and she only thinks about herself, but she also thinks of herself, and she thinks of presenting herself to her husband. And again, this is a two-way street. There are guys that will, you know, dress in a suit and go to work, and then they come home and they're just totally sloppy the whole time that they're at home they don't take care of themselves and stuff like this. It's not just limited to women, but this is talking about a virtuous woman that she takes care of herself, she furnishes her house with the best, her children with the best, her husband, she does all of these things. But she also dresses up for her husband and, and presents herself properly. And women, I think that you need to recognize that you still need to be pursuing your husband, even after you're married, and that you still need to be presenting yourself. And, you know, some of us are endowed by God with better looks and features than others, but everybody can do the best they can with what they've got. Just because you aren't necessarily one of the beautiful people doesn't mean that you have to accentuate all of the negative features and stuff like this. You ought to do the best. And, you know, something that I've complimented Jamie on a number of times, this isn't exactly what this is talking about, but it's in the same vein, and that is that Jamie's mother, she was always overweight. She always had a weight problem and dealt with this, and Jamie has a tendency towards that, but you know what? She deals with it. And, I mean, Jamie fights this thing, and she keeps herself looking good. And I appreciate it. I would love her. I don't care if she was overweight. She loves me, and I'm overweight. (laughs) And I'm dealing with it too. Both of us are fighting this. Neither one of us are perfect, but we are dealing with it. And a lot of it is because we want to present ourselves and look appropriate for our mate. And you know, I think that's important. I really do. Now, I'd love her if she was 100 pounds overweight because I love who she is and the person. But I appreciate the fact that she always looks good. I mean, Jamie always dresses nice, she always takes care of herself and stuff and I appreciate it and you know some of you women may think oh well, my husband says he doesn't care well he may not care in the sense that he's going to reject you or divorce you or go get somebody else but I guarantee you a husband would notice if the wife takes care of herself and vice versa the wife notices when a husband takes care of himself you know we were out with David and Joyce Meyer one time and I forgot exactly how this came up but she was talking about something and she says that David Shaves every day of his life even if they do nothing but stay home and uh, don't go see anybody else that he always shaves and presents himself uh, just for her and that she appreciates it well I can't say that I'm as good as Dave Meyer because I don't always shave every single day if I know that I'm going to be at home but I do uh, consider it and think about it and try and Uh, make myself presentable for my wife. And this is saying that she takes care of herself, clothes herself in silk and in purple. In verse 23, it says, her husband is known in the gates when he sitteth among the elders of the land. And you know, this is still talking about a virtuous woman and it's talking about the husband now. And when it talks about he is known in the gates when he sitteth among the elders, in uh, these times, The elders of the city, all of the magistrates and stuff, they would sit at the gates to the city. And this is where court was held. This is where people came to get uh, things done. So this is talking about that the husband of this virtuous woman is a leader in the city. He's known among the leaders. He's either one of the leaders or he's well-respected and It's saying these things in connection with the virtuous woman. And I believe that what it's saying is that a godly wife, a virtuous wife, not only blesses her family and things like this, but helps promote her family as an asset to her husband and actually as a part of him being promoted and well accepted and received by other people. And again, women, some of you may think, well, I don't, you know, what I'm doing doesn't affect my husband at all. It does. People look at a a man and his wife and you know what that affects uh, the way that they relate to him. If a man has a wife who's just a pain I guarantee you it's going to affect things. If nothing else it'll affect his attitude and hinder his performance. But when when you have a virtuous wife, a godly woman, I believe it helps the man to be all that he can be. Just like this saying that we've heard so many times about behind every great man is a great woman. I believe that's absolutely true. I can I can guarantee you this, that if it hadn't have been for Jamie and the way that she's encouraged me and stood with me, my whole life would be totally different. We've been through things that have destroyed a lot of families, a lot of people. And yet Jamie and I have drawn closer together through those things, and she has been a tremendous strength and help, and I believe part of the blessing that's on my life and the good things that I see God doing is attributable to Jamie. She has been nothing but a blessing to me. In verse 24, it says, She maketh fine linen and selleth it and delivereth girdles unto the merchants. Again, this is something that this woman could do at home with putting her children, her family as priority, but she wasn't bored. She wasn't sitting there watching as the stomach turns on the television and just goofing off. She was working, and she took these things that she made and delivered them under the merchants and sold them. Now notice, it didn't say that she necessarily was one of the merchants. She didn't have a stall as such that she had to be gone and away from her family, but she did things that she could do with her family as priority and delivered them to the merchants. So again, this is not saying that a woman can't be involved in anything besides raising a family and cooking and cleaning the house. But it's saying that it needs all of the things that a woman may do. You know, she could be an artist. Uh, She could be a singer, she could do all kinds of things, just on and on you could go with the list, but it has to be done in a way that keeps her family as a priority, and specifically when the children are young, I believe that a woman needs to be there to guide the house and to raise the children. In verse 25, it says, strength and honor are her clothing, and she shall rejoice in time to come. So this is talking about that the real beauty of the virtuous woman, or look at it this way. As it described all of these things about a virtuous woman, did you know that there is not a single thing said right here about her looks, about how much time she spends putting on makeup, about the length of her hair, about uh, you know whether she's a beautiful person and whether she has these certain features. It's not on these external things. It says, strength and honor are her clothing. In other words, this is talking about that we ought to to evaluate godliness and and a virtuous woman, not on outward looks, but on qualities. And I tell you, I believe that this is really important. The same thing is said over in uh, 1 Peter chapter 3, where it talks about let her adorning not be the outward adorning of the plaiting of the hair, and the putting on of apparel, wearing of gold, and all of these things, but let it be the hidden man of the heart. You know, religion has taken those verses in 1 Peter chapter 3 and said that a woman can't wear gold, a woman can't braid her hair, and do all of that. That's just silly. That's not what that verse is talking about, because in that same verse it says, or the putting on of apparel. If you're going to say that that verse is excluding wearing jewelry, and braiding your hair and fixing fancy styles, then you're going to have to say that wearing apparel is also ungodly. That's not what it's saying. It's not saying that you aren't supposed to wear clothes. This is just saying don't focus on the plaiting of the hair, the wearing of gold, or the putting on of apparel. It shouldn't be these outward things, but it's the hidden man of the heart. And this is what a, as as it describes a virtuous woman, there was not a single thing talking about her physical appearance, with maybe the exception that said she wore silk and purple. And I interpret that as just being that she takes care of herself. She presents herself in the best light possible. But this is talking about that the real beauty is strength and honor are her clothing, and she shall rejoice in time to come. You know, when you are a virtuous woman or a man, and you are living a godly life and godly principles and living by integrity and stuff like this, man, it works to your benefit. You will rejoice in time to come. People who are living an ungodly life and are not taking care of themselves and are not doing what God has called them to do, there's going to be a time to come that they're going to smart for it. They're going to suffer because of it. If not in this life, which I believe it will be in this life, if nothing else, someday we're going to stand before the Lord and we're going to have to give an answer for these things. And as it says over in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, if we've built with wood, hay, and stubble instead of gold, silver, and precious stones, everything we've built is going to be destroyed by the fire. We're going to suffer loss. We'll be saved, but we will suffer loss. And we will stand there and see all of these faults and flaws uh, exhibited and manifest for everybody to see. So this is just emphasizing that the real beauty of this virtuous woman is not her physical looks but it's strength and honor are her clothing. In verse 26, it says, She openeth her mouth with wisdom, and in her tongue is the law of kindness. Again, this is still talking about a virtuous woman. And, you know, there's so many people that put the emphasis on the looks, on the beauty, on all of these kind of things. And men, the woman may be an absolute fool and say these things and that embarrass you and all of this, and yet... So many people are just drawn to these physical attributes. This is saying that a virtuous woman is a woman that has wisdom and that when she opens up her mouth, wisdom comes out of it. Boy, think about this. Especially again, if you are considering marrying somebody, do you want a person who says the things, who just... You know, sometimes there are people that the only time they open their mouth is to change feet. They just constantly are sticking their foot in their mouth and doing things. That is not a virtuous woman. This is not the kind of person that you're looking for. Plus, it says, in her tongue is the law of kindness. You know, I've seen a lot of people, not just women, but men, men and women who are just vicious with the words that they say. Boy, they can cut you to the quick. You need to evaluate this. A virtuous woman is a woman who uses wisdom and kindness is in her tongue. Man, I think that is, that's an important trait. That is an important quality. And as we're talking about what a virtuous woman is, we need to recognize that, man, this is a godly trait, not just in women, but also in men. But I think it's even more odious. It's even more offensive when you see a woman who, you know, women as a general rule are kinder, gentler, more loving more nurturing than a man is but when you see a woman who is vicious in her words and is mean and stuff that that's even more offensive than to see a man that way it's wrong in both but it's women are just meant to be kinder and nicer and more loving than guys are anyway i'm out of time today let me remind you that tomorrow is my last day that i'm going to be teaching on this we've been on this for 14 weeks and i have 900 verses that this little digital USB thing will uh, give you my footnotes on that. We got books, CDs, and DVDs. Listen to our announcer as he gives you this information. Remember, tomorrow's our last day to advertise these products. So please listen to our announcer and call or write today.
0: We hope you were blessed by today's episode of The Gospel Truth. Andrew and Jamie wish to share their sincere gratitude for all the grace partners of Andrew Womack Ministries. Your generous partnership enables us to take the gospel, the nearly-too-good-to-be-true news, to the ends of the earth. May God richly bless you for your faithfulness. If you're not already partnering with Andrew Womack Ministries, we encourage you to join us in this great harvest today. We trust your growing in wisdom as you study along with Andrew through the book of Proverbs you can get the entire series that covers all 31 chapters of Proverbs in a CD or DVD album for a gift of any amount when you contact us. If you'd like to enhance your study make sure to get a copy of Andrew's brand new hardcover book on Proverbs that includes all of his personal study notes and commentary on hundreds of verses. This book is available for a gift of any amount. Or if you prefer, you can get this book in the Proverbs gift set which also includes a leather-bound journal as well as a pen so you can chronicle your journey as you study through Proverbs with Andrew. This Proverbs gift set is a limited-time offer and is a great idea for friends or family. Order it today for only $65 while supplies last. If you'd like to receive all of Andrew's available resources on Proverbs, make sure to order the Proverbs package. This package has a catalog value of $235, but you can get it for just $199. Contact us to order the Proverbs package today. The 18th audio teaching in today's series is available for a gift of any amount when you write or call. We encourage everyone to give, but if you're simply unable to afford it, Andrew and his partners will provide this 18th CD free of charge. You can become a Grace Partner or order resources through our website at awmi.net. While there, you can discover more product details and download many free resources. Or call our helpline Monday through Friday from 4.30 a.m. to 9.30 p.m., Mountain Time. Our helpline number is 719-635-1111. To write us, use the address on your screen. We appreciate your generosity and hope to hear from you today. We'd like to point out Andrew's upcoming speaking schedule. Mark your calendars to come meet Andrew at one of these events and let the Word of God transform your life. In the month of March, Andrew will be at the sanctuary in Woodland Park, Colorado for the annual Karis Bible College Men's Advance with special guest Tony Dungy, NFL Hall of Fame and Super Bowl-winning coach, and James Brown, Emmy Award-winning broadcaster on the CBS and NFL networks. Also at the sanctuary in March, Andrew will be hosting the Army Conference for Ministers with special guest retired Lieutenant General Jerry Boykin, Representative Bob McEwen, Dr. Barry Burns, and Barry Bennett. For more details on Andrew's next meeting in your area, visit our website at awmi.net.
1: I'd like to invite you to come to our 2019 Men's Advance. I'm gonna have back James Brown and Tony Dungy. And these guys are just awesome. They've been with me the last year or two, and we have had a wonderful time. This is also the first time we will have used our brand new auditorium for the Men's Advance. I can guarantee you the ministry of myself, James Brown, and Tony Dungy will be great. Remember, that's March the 14th through the 16th at the sanctuary in Woodland Park. I'D LIKE TO INVITE YOU TO COME TO OUR CAMPUS DAYS. WE'LL HAVE ALL OF OUR INSTRUCTORS MINISTERING. WE'LL HAVE FELLOWSHIP TIME TOGETHER. THERE'LL BE QUESTIONS AND ANSWERS. AND IT'S AN OPPORTUNITY FOR YOU TO JUST COME CHECK OUT NOT ONLY THE SPIRITUAL THINGS, BUT THE FACILITIES HERE. IT'LL BE AN AWESOME TIME RIGHT HERE IN WOODLAND PARK.